This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry. Also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, everyone. Welcome. It's FPC Radio Live. It is Friday, the last weekday, last time we're on the air before Super Bowl 57. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited, not going to lie. <laughs> not going to lie. Uh, I'm excited for it to just be here at this point. You know, I, I think, um, you know, we, we've talked about it already this week. Uh, it, it's just not... It just really doesn't have that that feel, that hype that maybe previous Super Bowls have had, and, and there's a lot of reasons for that. I, I think you really kind of came as close to possibly figuring it out as anyone has, and it's it's really there's not a villain, and it's not that like there there's not this want and need for say the Chiefs to lose. I think there you know if if you're gonna ask people, I, I think that's the only thing that that some people will will be connected with. They want to see the Chiefs lose, but. I think the villainy, the villainousness of the Chiefs doesn't necessarily come from the Chiefs themselves, John. It, it, it's the media. I think people hate the media coverage of the Chiefs, particularly or especially uh, Patrick Mahomes, who secured his second MVP trophy yesterday. Um, I, I think that's where a lot of the hate comes from. So I don't, I don't think people... Like, I like Patrick Mahomes. I know you do. I mean, people, again, shocked when I say I like Patrick Mahomes. Um... But like I, I, you know, I just I, I I just think that the coverage of him is is outrageous, and I think it turns a lot of people off. Um, 
I as and as much as the Chiefs fans want to think they're at the level of the Patriots right now, they're they're not. So there there was people hated the Patriots for other reasons. Obviously, the winning, you know, there was whether you know the legitimacy of these quote unquote um, <clears throat> cheating controversies. Uh, that that that's a discussion for another day. But obviously, there was that um, factor that played into it. Right now, I don't think either team is is hated. Um, I don't think the players are necessarily hated. I think the only thing that's hated is the uh, the coverage by the media. And also maybe the fan bases, too. I mean, Philadelphia is yeah, not a yeah. warm, cuddly sports town, right? I mean, we think it's negative in Boston. Well, go listen to Philadelphia Sports Talk Radio. They're like Boston on steroids. still think Boston, New York, and Philly are the three most passionate sports cities in America. Um, Philadelphia seems to be on the very dark side. So that's part of it. Kansas City's fan base um, is confident and cocky right now because the Chiefs have gone to five straight AFC championship games, now three Super Bowls in four years. They have Patrick Mahomes. So, sure, I think the fan bases may be a turnoff for some people. And, yeah, I guess I get your point, Ian, as far as, like, the national media anointing um, Patrick Mahomes as the greatest quarterback ever. And you hear him now being compared to Michael Jordan. Well, Jordan has six titles, changed the sport, changed the marketing of his sport. So before we compare anybody to Michael Jordan, let's, let's calm down a little bit here, right? Um, uh, because of his impact on and off the court. Um, Mahomes is sensational. But again, this is a legacy game for him because as you compared him to many times at this stage in his career, we're not saying he's not going to improve it down the road. You know, he's kind of Kurt Warner, right? Two league MVPs, third mm-hmm. Super Bowl appearance. If he loses Sunday, like Warner, he's one and two. Now he's only 27. He's got a lot of time to add to that resume and he probably will. But let's let him get there before we start putting him up in rarefied air with the Bradys and the Mannings and Elways and Montanas. Let's let's just pump the brakes just a little bit. Yeah, and and I think that's that's the overwhelming feel among uh, those of us who are called Mahomes haters or you're just hating. It's like no, I, I'm not hating. I'm just you know trying to keep it in perspective. Um, and, and look, I mean, again, we, we've talked about it already. The biggest storyline in this Super Bowl is, is unfortunately not necessarily being talked about right, and that is Mahomes' legacy. So instead of talking about him among, again, what I call a, a logjam, and I use this term, you know, in a, in a positive way. I'm not saying this is like, you know, a bunch of uh, just people just stuck together. No, I, I, you're talking about the greatest of the greatest quarterbacks, and there's really like a chunk of Hall of Famers that are all not the same, John. I'm not trying to say that, but their resumes and, and accolades and everything they've done have kind of fallen in the same bubble. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of overlap there, and, and that's, that's where you're going to find a majority of Hall of Fame quarterbacks. There's going to be a few that, you know, have done, you know, less and, and probably are, are, you know, you put two names next to each other, they're like, eh, okay, this player, you know, whatever, maybe he got in, Eli Manning, for example, when he gets in. Maybe he got in just because of those Super Bowls, and not so much his his, his resume. Uh, maybe he's not in that thick of the group. Uh, and likewise, there's a couple quarterbacks right now that are very much ahead of that curve. Um, Brady obviously being one of them. I believe Joe Montana, Peyton Manning. Um, so Mahomes is in that that he's in the uh, what, what would you call 90th percentile? Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's in the 90 percent of co- uh, great. Uh, quarterbacks that, you know, if, if his career ends today, you know, he, he, well, if it ends today, unfortunately, he'll only have one Super Bowl. But th- the point being, like, 
assuming he plays another couple seasons, it's, it's, it, you know, it's very likely he's going to be headed for a, a Hall of Fame type career. Just, I mean, resume alone is going to stack up very nicely to a lot of those players. But we're not talking about him being the greatest. And that conversation is so far from happening. Um, again, it's just, it's, it's silly that it even brings, uh, gets brought up. And the problem is that it turns off a lot of fans that otherwise I think would be into the discussion, even Patriots fans who, you know, again, I, I there's going to be fans that are going to hate to see anyone do any well, anything well outside of Tom Brady or the Patriots or whatever. But the reality of it is I would say most Patriots fan, even hardcore Brady honks like myself love seeing greatness because, well, guess what? The sport sucks if there's not greatness. Trust me. We see it every Thursday. <laughs> Mediocre football. Imagine if it was like that across the board. And you know what? Without Tom Brady, you're, you're, you're facing a reality that hasn't existed in the NFL in 23 years. So, I, yes, you I want to see greatness. I think the sport's greatness. in good shape as far as, yeah, absolutely. I think the sport's in good shape with the young quarterback. Oh, absolutely. We don't want to see Trent Hill for Kerry Collins, right, from no, no. Uh, the Super Bowl 22 years ago, which, you know, may have been the worst matchup of quarterbacks ever, was dominated by the Ravens' defense. Yeah, you want to see these great quarterback matchups. We don't necessarily have one Sunday. We do have the top two finishes in the MVP voting, but one distance the other. And we are in all agreement that Mahomes is trending to be an all-time great. Jalen Hurts had a sensational year. You know, is he going to do this year in and year out? We're going to have to see. Um, but, yeah, no, we, we love to watch greatness. Absolutely. Who does? I mean, in any sport. You want to see that in basketball. You want to see the great accomplishments of Shohei Otani in baseball, Connor McDavid in hockey, and so on and so forth. That, that, that's what attracts fans. If you just have a bunch of, you know, guys out there the the sport's not the same yeah and again i mean that's 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 what i think a lot of people are confusing when it comes to you know this this you know jealousy or envy or whatever no we're not jealous we're not threatened uh you know i say we i say either Patriots fans or fans of Tom Brady or any other great quarterback, really. I know Tom's always the, the focus, but obviously he just, I mean, his, his career just finished, so, you know, he's been in the league, so it's appropriate. Um, but, you know, this this includes Peyton Manning, Joe Montana, all these other great quarterbacks that, you know what, they, to this point, they were better than Patrick Mahomes, and, and that's not, you know, an outrageous thing to say. So I, I think um, the overall talking points need to change but again this is the, you're, you're finding this across sports everywhere i mean it, it, it's either the greatest or it's the worst or you know we're, we're getting overhyped this underhyped that it's just it's a mess so um i don't think that's necessarily going away so you know for someone like me you got to kind of separate the coverage from the actual game and when you do that you're like okay you got yourself a, a great matchup between two of the great young quarterbacks in the league um that's that's the that's the incredible thing you know what i mean like Forget about uh, uh, Mahomes leapfrogging 18 quarterbacks to be the GOAT. Uh, talk about the first matchup between two African-American quarterbacks and the significance, not only of that, but the fact that these two guys are 27 or under. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jalen Hurts is the youngest quarterback, to, or, or will be, when the when the ball or when the game starts. He'll be the youngest quarterback to its start in a Super Bowl. That's awesome. That's incredible. Yeah. And I, I, I think that's something that truly... Um, you know, these are the real things that need to uh, uh, be be covered and 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 discussed, and not these like you know outrageous, over the top uh, debates about legacy that that really, really, um, really turn off a lot of people because it it kind of dumbs down the coverage. You know what I mean? It kind of just makes it like 
I, I always think of Elaine, you know, standing in front of the tire spin thing, just sitting there clapping her hands, like just so impressed by it. And that's what it is. It's like, it, it, it you know, you ask about dumb questions, you get dumb debates. So that's, that's kind of where I'm at with that. When Elaine abstained from sex and was not as smart, George abstained from sex yes. and was speaking fluent Portuguese at that yes. point, right? So, yeah. It's like, you took Portuguese? Episode, no, no. Well, yeah, oh, I love that episode, by the way. <laughs> well, the, Great episode, Seinfeld. I mean, you know. Well, you know, it had. Ha- honestly, honestly, it might have one of my, my favorite lines or just one-liners in, in the entire series, and that was when George was at the plate trying to teach Jeter how to hit. Oh, yeah. And... You know, their response was, well, we just won the World Series. And he says, yeah, in six games. And he, you know, gives that, like, yeah, very impressive. <laughs> right. Now, yeah. So I know. Two games to the Atlanta yeah, Braves. Yeah. I, uh, uh, every time I see it, I know it's coming. I know it's coming. And I, I it still gets me every time. So great, great oh, episode. Yeah. Great episode. But yep. um, agree. We won't be having six games <laughs> in the Super Bowl. It's one game. Uh, so let's just kind of dive. Actually, you know what? Real, real quick. Um, the uh, uh, obviously the NFL awards were last night. Not too, not too many surprises. I mean, I think a lot of these names we were talked about or we had been talking about for a while. Obviously, Mahomes with the MVP, Brian Dable for the uh, uh, comeback player of the year or comeback player of the year. I'm sorry for coach of the year, Geno Smith, uh, comeback player of the year, which I think is is a nice uh, change of pace because normally that that's reserved for someone who comes back from injury or whatever, but. Uh, in Gino's case, I mean, this guy was a former first overall pick. Um, obviously, didn't work out with the Jets, and really, who who does work out with the Jets? Um, and he he rode the bench for a long time and came out and was you know look an MVP candidate for a while, and a guy who finished pretty much top ten in every every quarterbacking statistic. So uh, I think very deserving in that sense. Uh, most importantly, though, John, and it's kind of unfortunate, and, uh, you know, I, I don't want to steal the thunder of some others who, who share this opinion, but it's kind of unfortunate that they kind of just tucked away the Hall of Fame announcement, kind of just, mm-hmm. you know, in, in in between all this, you know, dog and pony show that was going on. Like, I don't I don't even know what uh, uh, Kyle Brandt was doing, but the second he came on stage and had his scepter, I, I just muted the TV and I was like, I don't, I don't need to see this. I, I don't know what over the top theatrics are going to happen now, but I'm sure it's going to be stupid and lame. And look, if it wasn't, please tell me. But based on the silence and the fact that no one's, you know, jumping out to say, oh, what a great segment. I'm guessing it was probably stupid and lame. So um, either way, it, it's kind of unfortunate that something of, <clears throat> you know, great importance to the league itself just kind of gets. You know, I feel like this is just a passing segment, like a transition to something else. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, all right, here are the Hall of Famers. All right, let's move on. Um, and, and I mentioned I didn't want to steal the thunder because, obviously, uh, Clark Judge, Ivor Kaufman, we had um, uh, Rick Gosselin on uh, just the mm-hmm. other day to talk about the, the newest class. And they've talked about uh, having something more dedicated to the Hall of Fame, i.e., essentially a month. And that means mm-hmm. not you know, hiding the announcement in between this NFL honor show, which is almost as useless right. as the Pro Bowl, but using a month like June to showcase the Hall of Fame and all its players and its class, a month that is, quite frankly, useless to the NFL right now outside of mini camps. So why not, instead of, you know... The, Look, the NFL overdoes everything in this league. They overcover every single aspect of the league. They overdo everything. I mean, they want they want football on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. 
So why can't they do that with the Hall of Fame? I mean, with trust yeah, me, no, we, we, we know they don't care about retired players, John. But, no, I mean, no. this is about well, the least that you can do for them. Well, yeah, it doesn't make any sense to do it last night because that's about this year's honors. This is completely different. And you know, baseball, okay, they announced the class in January, which I don't think is the brightest thing either. I think it's like too far away. Uh, basketball does it on the Final Four weekend, which that kind of makes some sense. But maybe you could do it the weekend. Well, they had the Pro Bowl, which somehow still garners or whatever the hell that thing is last week. Still garners some attention. Maybe do it the week between the conference championship games and the Super Bowl. The idea of June, yeah, that makes sense because by then the league kind of goes quiet for a little bit. So this could be something that, is, you know, uh, gives the Hall of Fame some traction because this thing was just kind of wedged in, right? I mean, it's just it yeah, like late at night. Down, right? it was, yeah, it was, you know, Patrick Holmes, the MVP. An MVP, a regular season MVP, has not won a Super Bowl in the same season since Kurt Warner 23 years ago. Yada, yada, yada. Brian Dable did a great job, and Nick Bosa was the defensive player of the year. Good night for the Jets, though, right? Because yeah. Darrell Revis and Joe Klecko made it. Garrett Wilson was the offensive rookie of the year, and uh, Sauce Gardner, the defensive rookie of the year. Probably the best day the Jets have had since Super Bowl three, right? <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty a good much day for them <laughs> until until a couple weeks down the road when they acquired my man Aaron Rodgers. Oh, of course, fun. right, right, right. After his four day blackout, or that's what it is, yeah, right? He's blacking he's, out. He's, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he's blacking out. I think starting Tuesday for four or five okay. days, and when he wakes up, maybe the Jets have moved on to someone else. Who knows? Yeah, uh, but <laughs> I, yeah, no, I know. I'm with you 100. percent Let, Let's give these guys a little more love, right? I mean, and and some of these guys are, once again, there's two guys in the um, class that are younger than Tom Brady. They're all Revis and Joe Thomas. So it's like this, you know, by the time Brady gets in there, he'll be the oldest guy in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I know, right? um, That's silly. But these guys are current. We saw Darrell Revis play best cornerback since Deion Sanders. Joe Thomas, great offensive lineman who played on a horrible team. Um, You know, so give them a little bit more love and have it on a special day. Used to be the Saturday before the Super Bowl, which, mm-hmm. again, they lose a little there because the Super Bowl is the next day, but at least that's something, right? It's kind of its own day. Um, I don't think it should be on the same night as that season's award show. Well, look, I, I think they're doing a lot of a lot of great things uh, right now at the Hall. So, you know, with, with everything, um, you know, the changes made with Jim Porter coming in as president. So, you know, this is, this is something that I'm sure will be addressed because they are very open to the the concerns or, or thoughts of, of everyone, and, and again, obviously, this has more to do with the NFL uh, programming as well. They need to be able to do this, but you know, think of again, and it, look, this isn't going to be everyone's cup of tea, but like, think about how you can dedicate more time to not only the 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 incoming class, you know, with with the induction being uh, in August, you can you can get their careers in the front of a lot of people, like. You know, we're seeing players now. Well, you you've been seeing players, but I'm starting to see players now that obviously I grew up watching. You know, mm-hmm. you know these are the guys that that were constantly there around. You know, around when I was around, and um, obviously I saw you know Dion and Emmett Smith and all those Cowboys teams. But I was too young. It, the, these are the guys that you know the bulk of my childhood watching. Some of these guys going in right now. So um, let let's 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 make sure that. Uh, these names and the guys, especially of say the senior class, three members went in, two as well as on top of the modern era. Um, let's make sure that they're not forgotten, and not just by name, but like who they were as players. Because like you know, I figure, <clears throat> look, I'm I'm 36 going on 37, and there there is a lot of players out there that I am just not old enough to have seen, and 
you know, I don't even represent the youngest fan base group. So, you know, like sure. I said, there, there's a lot of things that I feel that they can do with an entire month. You know, we see NFL Network coverage. I mean, they, they have regular season games from week 10 on in the middle of June. You know what I mean? Like, they, they, sure. they, like June just isn't a month for them. Let them go out. Let them, you know, really, really give them uh, uh, the Hall of Famers their just due. Yeah, especially, you know, um, guys that I, I remember all these guys. I mean, Chuck Holly probably the oldest of the players uh, from the Veterans Committee senior class, was the MVP of a Super Bowl in which his team lost. He still remains the only yeah. MVP of the Super Bowl whose team lost. Uh, that was an awful game. It was one of the first ones I remember was the Colts 16, Cowboys 13. I, I think there was something like 14 turnovers. It was just a horrible, horrible game. Uh, as many of the early Super Bowls were, but now he's in there. I barely remember him. Ken Riley, I remember with Cincinnati. Yes. Cincinnati had some really, really good teams in the 70s, but they happen to be in the same division with the Pittsburgh Steelers at a time when only four teams made the playoffs in a conference. So a lot of their great players are somewhat forgotten, including the quarterback of that era, Ken Anderson, who I think is, is deserving of yes. all of fame consideration, right? So Ken Riley's in there with 65 interceptions. That's a That's a high number. And I was happy to see Joe Klecko get in because, look, he, there's a guy who, if he was playing today, would be a megastar. He played any position along the defensive line. He could play end, he could yeah. play tackle, he could play nose. His battles against John Hanna uh, twice a year in the AFC East were epic. I mean, it was just war. You, you just zone in and see those two guys go at it. And when the game was over, they'd kind of like hug each other and say, good job, my friend, because they had so much respect for each other. So I was glad to see him get in there as well so yeah i'm fortunate to be old enough to remember this i wonder if now you're starting to feel a little old that some of the guys <laughs> that are getting in are around your age right like revis and joe thomas essentially well, right around your are, age. are you saying are you saying i've i failed in forging my own pro football hall of fame career at this well, point i mean i have a chance. a chance i there's could still a chance i could there's still a chance i could yep you could you know i gotta bulk up a little bit someone yeah i mean but you know you could be that slot receiver yeah you know yeah, I'll take one hit and never get up again. Right, exactly. Yeah, right not, not because I'm hurt, just because I, I decided, you know what, this is a terrible idea and I, I don't want to do this right. anymore. So no, don't do that. I worked uh, with a guy on radio at the age of 40, let me guess, he was about 42, decided to play like tackle football within like the rec league or whatever. You know, there was a tackle football league. He was 42, decided he was going to play cornerback and against guys that were like 22 or 23. He played on a Saturday or a Sunday. When he came in on Monday, we had to, like, you know, carry him into the studio. It's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it, it, then it makes you wonder how the hell Tom Brady played until he was 45. So. Yes. Um, well, he's a freak. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's very true. So, all right. Let's um, let's finish up the show, and uh, let's 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 talk about this game real quick because, yep. um, you know, we've, I've been thinking about it. We've been thinking about it for days now. You know, who's going to win this game? Who's going to win this game? Um I'm going with the Eagles, John. Going with the Eagles. I think I've gone back and forth. Uh, I just submitted my picks this morning, so I, I didn't do, uh, you know, I didn't pick this a few days ago. I was really just kind of waiting, going back and forth. Um, there, there's there's rumors of a sickness going around the Chiefs locker room. Uh, there's this, there's that. Um, but most importantly, I just think the Eagles are a better team across the board. I don't think they have the better quarterback, but uh, I, I think that the difference is close enough. Uh, to to the to where I I you know you're you're not losing much 
going from Jalen Hurts, especially when you add in his running ability and what he can produce on the football field. It's not just about throwing touchdowns. It's it's how you produce and what, you're, what you do to help your team produce points. And I think Jalen Hurts um, is equally as capable of doing that like Patrick Mahomes. And I, I think he's going to have a really good game against this Chiefs defense, who I, I – I think they're going to have a good game, the Chiefs' defense, because, again, I I think Frank Clark and those guys, Chris Jones, are just, you know, they're really good on the uh, up front. But the Eagles have a really good offensive line, and I don't hmm. think they're going to have the type of success that they've had, uh, certainly against, say, Joe Burrow and the Bengals, um, who have, well, the opposite of a great offensive line, or at least had the opposite of a great offensive line in that game with all the injuries. Uh, so I like the Eagles in this one. I like it 27 to 24. I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think it's going to come down to the final play. I just think, you know, maybe the Eagles have a 10 point lead and Kansas city makes it close. And, you know, there's a little bit of a nail biter, but um, I like Philadelphia in this one. And, uh, you know, I talked about it earlier in the week. Uh, obviously the MVP is likely going to be a quarterback. I mean, generally that's the case. My pick would be Jalen Hurts, but if the Chiefs win, I told you this the other day, it's a sneaky good pick at plus 1,800 if it's still there for Travis Kelsey because I feel like if the Chiefs have a big game, obviously Mahomes is going to have a big game, but Travis Kelsey is going to catch double-digit passes and probably have a couple touchdowns if the Chiefs are going to win this one. So uh, my pick, Jalen Hurts for the MVP, but sneaky uh, plus 1,800 odds on uh, Travis Kelsey good value there right you can also look at aj brown who i think is plus 2200 yeah. uh for mvp if philadelphia is able to throw the football against kansas city if kansas city's so committed to stopping the run that aj brown has a monster game you know, 120 yards two touchdowns and some big plays maybe he's an mvp candidate i went with the kansas city Chiefs. Uh, i look i this is the most difficult super bowl that i can recall in me trying to make a pick normally when the teams are set, like the next day, I know who I like. Like last year, I liked Cincinnati with the points, and they did cover. Um, and this year, I've just been going back and forth on this. I do think Philadelphia is the better team, especially along the lines of scrimmage. I just think that Philadelphia just kind of breezed through the playoffs. Now, maybe they're that good. You know, if they go out and win this game by 14, 17 points, you may have to look at the Eagles and say, man, that's a damn good team. They only lost one game with Jalen Hurts on the center this year, right, because they're two other losses were with Gardner Minshew at quarterback, and then you breeze through the playoffs and beat Kansas City handily. That's that's a, a monumental season for the Philadelphia Eagles. The Chiefs, you know, had a battle a little bit more. I mean, Jacksonville fought them tough in the divisional round. Cincinnati was right there in the conference championship game. I just think I'm going to go with Kansas City 34-24. This be a fairly high-scoring game. Uh, we haven't really had a high-scoring Super Bowl for a while. Um, I think the last four since Philadelphia under <laughs> and then New yeah, England, <laughs> right? Yeah, forty-one thirty-three. I mean, the Chiefs beat the 49ers 31-20 three years ago, but that did go under the posted total, which was, I think was fifty-four. And, and, and a half. So there, was, four, there was that there was that uh, late catch late and run, yep. yeah. Which yep. again, I mean, yep. it makes me kind of roll my eyes when people talk. It's like, okay, I mean, it was it was a good game. That's why we talk about like over eight quarters of Super Bowl play. Mahomes has had like seven subpar to bad ones um and, th- and that was kind of you know that that game against the 49ers they just you know it was sloppy it was sloppy and um so yeah, it far wasn't a great game yeah. no so yeah, it wasn't. you always- know th- there's that there's a little bit of that element too of it it's like look i you know wake me up when the chiefs show up for a super bowl and actually impress you you know what i mean <laughs> like i think we came away from that uh chiefs uh 49ers game thinking man 49ers jimmy garoppolo blew that 
you know, missing on that or, throw. Or Kyle Shanahan. Or Kyle you know, Shanahan. Sudden, and, yeah. and, and again, this isn't to take away anything from the Chiefs, but I, I kind of jokingly asked, like, why is it that, you know, that incomplete pass against the Buccaneers is the only highlight you show from two Super Bowls with Patrick Mahomes? And, you yeah, know, no, true. The, well, the, an- the answer the is... The completion of Tyree Kills. Well, was, yeah, but the, that's, that's, that's my point. I mean, you, you would think a guy that, again, this goes back to the, the outrageous coverage of the kid... You would think a guy that that is uh, talked about the way he is would have more than one incomplete pass in a blowout Super Bowl that that really is highlighted in its Super Bowl repertoire. But the point is, there's a lot of pressure on Patrick Mahomes to to perform oh, well yeah. because I know his fans will sit there and say, "Oh, it was because of this, it was because of that." But the real reality of it is, he may be close to to Tom Brady and some other things, but. Subpar performances in the Super Bowl is not what Tom Brady's known for. He's he's not had. I mean, he's played in ten Super Bowls, so there's going to be varying degrees of of his accomplishments in in that per, in those particular games. But like I said the other day, he had, he hasn't had a single Super Bowl game that is anywhere close to as bad as that game Patrick Mahomes had in Super Bowl Fifty Five. So um, again, pressure, and I I think the fact that you know you brought it up, the Eagles just kind of steamrolled every team this season. And we keep trying to find flaws, but the reality of it is, when Jalen Hurts is there and he's healthy, this team is nearly unbeatable. So, I think that's yeah, gonna. I'm, I, yeah. I think I think the, the, my mind, for the most part, would say Philadelphia because of those lines of scrimmage, which again, still as much as we love to talk about quarterbacks and all those things, when a team dominates both lines of scrimmage, they're tough to beat. Makes good quarterbacks very good, good receivers very good, and so on and so forth. So I think that that's obviously something where Philadelphia has that advantage. But I'll just go with Kansas City 34-24. I would expect if that's the case, Mahomes will be the MVP and it'll be a big coronation for him. And then those silly debates will get stronger on Monday morning. That's when I start my own blackout. (laughs) Just like, I'm going to find out where Aaron Rodgers is going. Yeah, (laughs) We're going to do ayahuasca together. Well, it's only 1100 Well, this is, again, everybody was crazy when he announced this. I'm sure he's paying a lot more money than this because he's probably going to the best one in the country or the world. Lord knows where he's going. Maybe going to Chile or Peru or wherever. But it's like $1,170 for four days. So And they slide you your food. It's not that much more expensive than a hotel. But yeah. then again, you know, you don't get TV and, you know, all those accommodations. Yeah, it's like it's 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 like a it's like a theme hotel where it's like the theme is we're going to treat you as awful as possible, and that's what you right. know going into it. So, <laughs> but you're still going to pay us a lot of money. The lamb, yeah, the sounds of the lamb. <laughs> yeah. You have multiple mixes. Your neighbor at some yeah. point, you know, screaming. Oh out. man! Well, yeah, that's, but well, you may be joining Rogers in that. Yes, case yes, uh, and and probably much longer than four days. So. Uh, <laughs> So if that's the case, FPC Radio might be going on a hiatus while I find myself. But uh, no, until further notice. I, I do know we're going to be on a hiatus until Monday, though, uh, the day after yep. the Super Bowl. And, um, yeah, we will be back then. So everyone, enjoy the game. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the festivities. And, uh, of course, give us a follow on Twitter at FPC Radio Live. Head over to FullPressCoverage.com. And, of course, follow this podcast and all of our podcasts on Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast so thank you everyone and we will uh talk to you on monday everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.